Hello and welcome to the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Kristen and Rebecca. This is a podcast where we talk about glam, glitz, and what life is really like with a crown. This is a podcast for those girls who have inhaled more hairspray than they have oxygen. Hello and welcome to the Pageant Buzz podcast. It is Rebecca here alone without my co-host Kristen, but I do have a very special guest with us, the very newly crowned Mrs. New York American, Kate Boydston. Kate, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to have you on. Kate and I have actually connected for the past what almost eight months now as super close friends I would consider us not just as a coach and a client but truly as friends and I'm so thankful that you're in my life and I was beyond thrilled to watch you receive the crown and title of Mrs. New York American just two days ago on Sunday in New York. Tell us all about that experience. So the pageant with Mrs. New York America American and uh, Miss for New York America Strong was in a new location this year. And it was my, I think it was my best year, not just because I got the crown, but because I made so many friends this year through this system. We had our pageant in Syracuse at the downtown Marriott, and they have a gorgeous ballroom with the ceiling painted like the sky and it reminds me of Las Vegas which I thought was super special because Mm -hmm. it was almost like the initial start to our next pageant experience for Mrs. American so it was so much fun I made so many friends and the venue was just amazing okay let's back up like several years here How many years did you compete for this title? I have competed for Mrs. New York America since 2016. I did not have maternal mental health as my platform back then. I had special needs and people with disabilities as my prime focus and people that I was advocating for because I am a special ed teacher by trade. So that was what just came natural to me. After I had children starting in 2017, my passions changed. I started having postpartum anxiety and depression after having my son. And the Mrs. New York America pageant brought me together with a girlfriend of mine who is now one of my closest friends, Bridget. And she reached out to me and gave me resources knowing that I was struggling during this time when I didn't even know that I was struggling. So it's a really special bond and sisterhood that I have with some of my pageant sisters from Mrs. New York America. And that is what brought me closer to my passion, which ultimately helped me this weekend in getting my message out to an an audience across the nation because our pageant was live stream. Yeah, it was which is how I got to watch it. And I'm so thankful that it was. (laughs) Okay. So back in 2016 is when you joined pageantry as a missus. Had you ever competed prior to that? I had not. So I woke up, I tell this story and it just makes me laugh thinking about where I started and where I am now. I started in 2016, like we just said, and I rolled over one morning after getting married just the year before, maybe even just months before at this time. But I rolled over to my husband when we woke up and I said, I want to be a beauty queen. (laughs) He just looked at me. He laughed and he was like, let's do it. 
And I looked up all different pageants for married women at that time. And Mrs. New York America and the Mrs. America system was the most prestigious. And it was the one that was on there. And it was glam. And it's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. So I started contacting my state director who happens to be Diane Hardgrove. And she led me in the right direction and brought me in to be one of her girls. And I could not be more thankful. But at that time, because it was my first pageant, I made all the mistakes. (laughs) So I had my hair extensions and a Ziploc. I went and got a dress and didn't get it altered right. Um, I had the wrong shoes. I didn't know what bathing suit to wear, but I quickly learned everything that I needed to do um, and kept competing year after year. And this first pageant you competed in was prior to you having children? Prior to me having children, yes. And it was a totally different experience after having children going through a pageant. Yeah. So a lot of questions that we get asked on the pageant buzz on social media are from moms with young kids. So we did a whole episode, Kristen and I, of tips that we had as moms of preparing for a pageant with kids. Do you have any tips and tricks you might want to share with our listeners if you're thinking about competing for your state title or for nationals? I know you're just now getting into this nationals prep, Mm -hmm. but what advice might you give to a mom especially since this is your platform of Moms Make Time. Yes. You're jumping in. You're competing for your state title maybe. What would you tell a mom on balancing time, on making time for yourself, but also including your family? Give us some perspective here. I think that you need to have that time on your own. While we love doing things with our family, there is a time for it and a place for it. But as a mom – you're not just a mom. You are a person first. And Rebecca, you reminded me of that this weekend when I was having the thoughts of like, okay, well, I'm a mom, I'm a teacher. And you reminded me, which is something that I think we need to do for all women, is remind them that they're them first before they are all of these other jobs. And while we love all of these other jobs, we do need to focus on ourselves and our well-being, which is why my husband and I started the hashtag moms make time movement. And that is all about how moms find things that make them happy mm-hmm. and they do them. They do them to keep there. They do them to keep their emotional and physical health. Like some people exercise, some people go for a run. Some people like gardening or reading books. So you have to find the niche that you really like Mm -hmm. and do it. Do it if it makes you happy. One piece of advice that I would give being a mom in the pageant is to give yourself some time alone pageant weekend because it's so important to be able to come out of the role of being a mom and a wife, but all, and being yourself. And it takes a day or two to do that. So this weekend, one thing that I found really helpful was my husband, who is extremely supportive. And that is also another key point. You need to have an extremely supportive husband and family in order to help you along with being by yourself for some period of time. Right. Um, my kids stayed home until show night. And they came up on Sunday to watch the show, which was really special. But it gave me that time to really focus on myself and get into the mindset of these are the goals that I have as a married woman. 
So I think those are two pieces that are really important, the support and having that time created for yourself. One thing I love that you have really done with your children, and if you don't mind, can you share how old your kids are? Yes. I have Hudson, who's almost five, and he'll be five in September. So it's hard to call him four because I know he's quickly around the corner. But then I have Penelope, and she is only 15 months old. So things that I do with them are more of the family community service events. Like things like this are times for myself where I get to talk to another pageant sister and really talk about like all of our dreams and hopes in the next year and what we want to do in life. Things that I would do with my family are my community service. So going to the local firehouse and helping set up for a kid's event Uh, making a food drive or a pet supply drive for our local pet shelters. And those are things that I do with my kids. And I see such a huge Mm -hmm. impact because my son now knows those things and he looks forward to those things. And I feel like it's creating a better human. We're putting a very well-rounded human out into the world because of the experiences that we're giving them. It makes me so happy like when I just see, especially because I I do know you so well, it makes Mm -hmm. me so happy seeing your kids doing these activities with you because I see that they truly do love it and they don't think of it as something extra. It's just part of their lives. Right. They, They see serving others as part of who they are and part of who your family is. And when you are blessed to be able to give back, like many of our families are, I just think that is such a valuable thing we can do as families is to serve. And I just want to commend you for doing such an excellent job with your husband of being a family who truly does serve your community, not just as an educator, because you are a teacher, a special Mm -hmm. education teacher in your community, but really taking your whole family and serving your community. So thank you for that. Thank you. That's very special. So tell everyone who's listening a little bit about all the many organizations that you are involved in a life with. (laughs) Well, I'll shorten it just a little because there are a lot. But I work with Moms Make Time, which is my own. And I focus a lot of time on promoting that on my social media platforms I work with Mom Congress, which is a group of people, not just moms, but people that support all of the family acts that are going through Congress and being able to support others in talking to congressmen and Senate about all of the importance of those family leave acts and everything that has to do with moms and families, because it's not just moms. But I also work with Mama's Voices, which is an organization that started with preeclampsia survivors, and they have created such a platform for people who were affected by any type of crisis during labor. It could be a friend who was impacted by someone they know that went through something difficult. It could be a dad that went through something with their with their family when there was a difficult labor, but all of these people come together and they're able to train hospitals. They're able to be public speakers for events in schools about things that happen to them in order to make it a better future for moms going into labor. So being able to tell your story and really impact your audience is what they train you to do. And I am so thankful that they did that because it gave me more confidence 
in what I went through and being mm-hmm. able to talk about it to a group of people in a way that it really helped them understand the emotions that I was going through and the hardships that I went through during that time. Nice. And I think that it helped portray my story. And what is your exact title with Mama's Voices? I am a, a trained patient family partner. Which gives you the, not necessarily the authority, but the training and the, mm-hmm. the resources and, and the confidence like you spoke about yeah. to speak to what types of groups? So to speak to any groups that really, it's a platform. This is how I'm going to explain it. It is a platform where doctors, nurses, teachers can go and look through the profiles of all the patient family partners that have been certified and trained and find one that fits what they're looking for. Like their patient needs, Yes, their patient needs. And they're able to hire that person to come in and speak to a group of people. So it really... It's almost like a Facebook for moms that went through really difficult things. And you can kind of go through and look at everybody's profile and see what they're about and what their Mm -hmm. message is and see if it's something that fits your needs. And you can meet up and have an interview and be able to get the Mm -hmm. resource for someone who's having a specific experience Yes, to to really mentor and share something so different because there are so many specific situations, right? Like yeah, there's so many things from infant loss to postpartum anxieties, postpartum depression to preeclampsia trauma, so many things. And this is a way that you can really relate and share your experience with those people going through what you went through. I just love that you were able to get involved with this organization. Yes. And you know what I learned after getting involved with them, which I think was really awesome. I did not have preeclampsia, thankfully, with both of my children, but I did have a um, placental abruption with my firstborn, which caused a really traumatic experience for me, which ended up being one of the reasons that I suffered with postpartum anxiety and depression and all of those maternal mental health struggles. Almost like a trigger for that? Yes, it was. And what I learned was that something we all had in common when having these meetings with mama's voices is none of us ever felt heard. Mm. None of us supported by the medical professionals that were taking care of us in that moment. And that was something that I thought was an important message. It didn't matter what happened to you when you were going through labor. If you're not feeling supported, you're going to feel alone. And that is one huge type of stigma that we are trying to get rid of. You are not alone. And everybody who has gone through something needs to have someone there to help them use their voice to do something good and make an impact. Let's talk a little bit about pageants and about fashion and about all the glitz and the glam. So now that we've spent many minutes talking about the, the purpose of pageantry, right? Like what, what we do this for. Right. It's, it's the, it's the platform. It's the, the message we want to share. There's also the fun side and that's getting glam, doing the hair and makeup, putting on the beautiful gowns, the fun outfits. Yes. Tell us and the listeners a little bit about like, who are you outside of the classroom, outside of being this amazing. When I think of Kate Boydston, I picture you as like this, almost like a throwback, like 
60s style wife who like (laughs) gardens and does like everything like not necessarily from scratch I'm sure you use some things from a store but I just picture you like I don't know canning your own vegetables I don't know what you do but you're just so resourceful and you just do all these things but then you turn it on and you just are this glamazon queen tell us about your style tell us all the glam okay what's your favorite things my favorite things I love sparkles and liquid beading and anything that just shines when you move. And you know that I wore a dress with like feathers on the bottom and the beads on the top. And I just felt so glamorous. And you looked so glam. (laughs) Thank you. But this past weekend, I switched it up and I did one that was all shimmer and shine. And I just felt Almost like what you're saying of like those retro glamorous it vibes. Was. It was like a throwback yes. vibe. But can you please share the story of your gown? Yes. I think it's so oh special. Gosh. I even told my husband about it. You've got to share <laughs> like the story of your, yes. your wedding gown. Okay. So I have been shopping at Nicole's Bridal Boutique in Beach Haven, New Jersey since... 2006 and I realized that yesterday when my dad bought me my junior prom dress from there and this is just like a special is that yeah so this is been that long oh my gosh so this is like the the pre to the story now I called my dad when I was a junior in high school and I was at Nicole's boutique and Nicole was dressing me and this dress at that time was very expensive for a junior prom dress. It was over $500 and I knew that was just like not going to fly because that Girl, was that's not more the expensive budget. than some girls <laughs> yes. pageant gowns. Yes. That's expensive. So, I know. So I called my dad and I am such a dad's girl, like totally 100% a daddy's girl. And I called him And I asked him to come there because it wasn't that far from home at the time because she had her shop a little closer to where I grew up. And he came, he saw me in the dress and he was like, that's fine. I'll pay for it. (laughs) So it's like since 2006, I've been using him for all of my gowns. Him and Nicole's. Yes, him and Nicole's. And this time I brought his wife, my bonus mom, Terry, with me. And we called him and sent him pictures. And we were like, which dress do you like? Mm -hmm. And he didn't offer to pay for it at first, but he did give his input. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait. I I have some time. I want to see what I find. So I get back to his house and he was like, do you really like that one? And I was like, yes, I think it's very special. He liked it too. He thought it was very pretty. He was like, okay, it's my gift to you. Call her and tell her to get it. And I was like, oh my gosh, really? So I was not even anticipating getting a dress that weekend. I just really wanted to stop at Nicole's because she got a new storefront and I wanted to visit her. I knew I had the Mrs. New York America pageant coming up. And I just thought it was so special that my dad surprised me with purchasing it for me because it made me feel yes it was so special like so excited and then it was special and it meant something which made it feel that much better when I was wearing it it just felt like even for me as your coach when you were talking to me about the dresses I mean 
I won't lie to the listeners. There were many dresses that we oh talked God, about. So many. <laughs> many, many, many dresses in the months leading to this pageant yes. that we discussed. Um, I just kept coming back to the that that moment that you were in the store and you had talked to your dad about this dress. And then you came home and he bought the dress for you. And it was something just in that moment of you guys kind of deciding it was the right dress for you and that connection to the gown, right? Like it was a memory, it was a moment, but it was also when you put it on, you felt it was the dress, right? It wasn't just, it wasn't just that he bought it for you, but you felt when you put it on, it was the gown. And then the fact that he purchased this gown for you and he'd been buying your gowns for you for so many years, like that full circle moment that when you started having kind of second thoughts, which a lot of us do, especially yeah. girls who've competed a lot, right? Like I've yeah. shared on this podcast before that one year I competed and I think I bought six different dresses and ended up selling five out of the six back on resale because they were the wrong gown. Because the dress is like the the main piece of the show for it me is, personally, right? because I love looking at the dresses. I can look at your bathing suits while you're on stage oh, and that's fine. I mean, They're all very Swimsuits, 25%, and, honestly, right. take it or leave it, quite honestly right. for me as and a judge. fitness, but the gowns, it's something so... It's a defining today. moment of your style. Yes. It's your it's, style. It's your trendiness. It's mm-hmm. you being able to put the whole picture together. Yes. So it's a lot. It really is. Even though scoring wise, it's not nearly as much no. as interview. To me, what you wear for your gown showcases who you are as a woman in style. Okay, friends, Kate and I got so excited recording that we actually have to edit this into two parts. So enjoy part one of this episode and get ready for part two next week. Enjoy everything from Kate Boydston, Mrs. New York American. We are currently booking our next guest, so follow us on Instagram at pageantbuzzpod and send us a DM if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast.